today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. It's a daily fight of faith. Don't you find it interesting? The Apostle Paul would say, I've fought the good fight of faith. It's a fight. It's not a dance. You have to fight, man. Daily. Every day. You know the thing about daily? It's every day. (laughs) I mean every single day. It's this fight because our flesh again chafes at this notion of faith because the flesh is over here going, sight, sight, sight. And the Spirit's going, nah, faith, faith, faith. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. Have you ever pictured your faith journey like you were in a warm embrace, like dancing a tango? This might sound silly, but what Pastor J.D. is getting at today is that your faith journey is the opposite of a peaceful swaying dance. No, showing your faith in God is a battle you face every day. Are you up for the challenge? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I think about how many times, and I, we need to be careful that we don't come down too hard on the disciples, but how many times were they in this perilous situation, this life and death storm? And Jesus says, I mean, there's this one account, you know what I'm talking about. They're in the boat, they're in this storm, and I mean Jesus is sleeping through the storm, in the boat, with them. So what do they do? They do the same thing we would do. Wake up! (laughs) Don't you care? We're going to die! And so Jesus is like, man, I was trying to catch a few Z's here. You know, kind of tired. I thought I'd, you know. And never imagine that his tone was with disdain or disgust when he says it to him. But it's just a loving, almost a, I want to say, a, a, he pitied them. Like, why is your faith so little when your God is so big. Oh, ye of little faith. Never imagine the Savior saying, Oh, ye of little faith. I taught you better than that. What's the matter with you? Let me go back to sleep. No, it's oh, you of little faith. Little faith. Why is your faith so little? when your God is so big. Oh, have faith, have faith. Well, as we're going to see again, um, the writer of Hebrews is going to make it very clear about how faith comes. You know how it comes, right? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's how faith comes. This is what faith does, but that's how faith comes, so that faith can do what faith does. I need the Word of God. I need to hear and heed the Word of God. See, what happens is, when I get into the Word, the Word gets into me. 
And then it builds my faith. And you read the Word, and oh, by the way, the Word reads you too. Oh, we search the Scriptures? (laughs) The Scriptures are searching you. And very gently, the Holy Spirit just puts His finger That's why it is that, and God's Word's alive, and that's why it is that you can read a passage of Scripture that you've read a jillion times before, and you're reading it again, and I mean, it's like God, while you were sleeping, put your name in that verse overnight. You wake up in the morning, (laughs) and you're reading that Scripture, and it says, J.D., humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. That's the Word. It's sharp. It's a, it's a surgical instrument, a double-edged sword that cuts and surgically removes that which has taken up residence in our hearts and in our lives. And there are so many hindrances to our faith, things that hinder our faith. So that's what faith does. What does faith have? Verse 3, Simply put, faith has the understanding of that which we did not see, namely that of the creation and formation of the universe. By having faith, and I'll add faith having us, we're able to understand at God's command what is seen was made out of what was not seen. And that's not blind faith. And by the way, uh, how do I say this? I'll just say it. I've got to be careful because it's not my notes. Whenever I go off script, it's sometimes it's, it doesn't end well. So I'll do my best here. Help me out, Holy Spirit. You know, Christians are mocked and ridiculed. You're blind faith. No, this is not a blind faith. This is an intelligent faith. God's given me an intellect. And faith comes by the Word of God. It's not a blind faith. In fact, it could be argued that you're the one that's blind. I mean, let's, let's talk about your faith. I mean, it could also be argued that you've got more faith than I do. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to have more faith than I do, because you are putting your faith in science. And you, by faith, believe that you came from the goo to the zoo to you. That's faith. I don't have that kind of faith, man. So let's be honest. (laughs) I I love the illustration, and you've probably heard it in a variety of forms, but to believe in this Big Bang theory, it would be likened to, in fact, it would not even really come close, but it's as close as you're going to get by way of an illustration. It would be likened to a tornado going through a junkyard and forming a functioning Boeing 777. (laughs) That is faith. 
I'll tell you right now. You, oh, I'm not worthy. <laughs> See, my faith is in an intelligent designer who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. That's an intelligent faith, not a blind faith, and it's in an all-intelligent designer. And here's the thing, by the way, I'm not mad at you, I'm just talking hypothetically. It is upsetting though, isn't it? When you get into these conversations and you believe in creation? Why do you have to say it like that? You believe in creation. You believe in evolution? (laughs) I mean, just flip it back on them and don't beat them over the head with the Bible though. That's... But it's an intelligent faith in the all-intelligent designer who goes beyond reason while not contradicting reason. Uh, Who was I talking with this... Uh, oh, it was my wife and my daughter. We're having this conversation about science. Oh, my son was there too. And it's kind of like, because, you know, right now that's, trust the science. Have faith in the science. Right? I mean, just, no! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to have, I'll put my faith in the God of science. Because, see, here's the thing. They say that God and science are not compatible. So, I mean, you know, you can't, you know, mix the two. You know what? Get some air. Because God is the God of science, and you've made science a God. Science is not a God. My God is the God of science. My God invented science. How about that? So buzz off in Jesus' name. (laughs) But see, they always get us, and if we're not grounded, they'll get us every single time. That's why we got to study to show ourselves approved of a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth so we're not embarrassed or ashamed when we can't give to every man an answer of that hope that lies within us. So when they, you know, are in our face with, well, that's just, you know, that's not reasonable, and that's not science, and that's not compatible, and blah, 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 blah. And then you can say, well, wait a minute. This is an intelligent designer that I'm putting my faith in. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, to this day, I still, I know that in some ways, maybe it's the grace of God blinding people, because if they saw it and still rejected Jesus, it would increase their judgment. But I still to this day cannot grasp how it is that a physician is not a born-again Christian. I mean, especially these surgeons, how about these neurosurgeons on the brain? They're going to, that came from a, this thing is so complex. Our internal organs, everything is precision. That didn't evolve over 100 trillion, billion, jillion years. 
That's not intelligent. This is intelligent. God in His Word said that He created the heavens and the earth. And so what faith has is eyes of understanding, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So I have faith in this God who has designed and created me, knew me even before I was formed in my mother's womb. Wow, how's that one? Just that alone, just too high for my understanding. It doesn't contradict reason. It's beyond reason. It's too high for our understanding. And if you really think about it, it makes sense. If you want to talk about being logical and reasonable, how is it possible for infinite to impart to finite? It's impossible. That's why it is, by the way, that all of your why questions, it's not like God's like, I'm not telling you. Why, God, why? It's like God saying, oh, I wish I could tell you. But, you know, like our kids when they're little, they ask us the why question, so we try to answer it. And what happens? They've got 58 more why questions, because <laughs> they can't comprehend. And how much more with us? Why, God? Oh, I want to tell you, but I know what's going to happen. If I try to tell you, you're going to go, why? And then it's, I cannot impart to finite that which is infinite. Oh, but there is coming a day when I will no longer need faith, and I will know why. All of my why questions will be answered. And by the way, you're not going to have to ask them even. You know how we almost flippantly, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take responsibility, I've done this. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God a couple of questions. No, you're not. When you get to heaven, you're going to be like <laughs> worshiping be before the throne. Wait, I thought you had a couple of questions. No, not anymore. <laughs> they got answered. Thank you very much. Okay, let's try to bring this in for a landing. This question of, do I really have faith? It's actually answered this way. It's answered vis-a-vis -vis what or who I have put my faith in. So in other words, the question isn't really, do I have faith? The question becomes, in whom have I put my faith? And again, actually, this is where the writer of Hebrews is going. But these men and women of God in this hall of faith, people like you and I, by the way, I think we, we do err greatly when we start talking about Abraham, who by faith left Ur of the Chaldees, not knowing where he's going. Well, that's Abraham. Of course, Abraham was a man just like you and me. These women that are going to be in this hall of faith, they're just like you and me. Don't dismiss what God did in their lives by faith. 
They trusted God by faith. And <laughs> I mean, God's like, you have faith? Yeah. You believe that I'm going to do it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to open up that womb that's been barren for many years at 90 years of age, way past childbearing. And I'm going to give you a son. That's called a miracle. By faith. By faith. Noah. Did you know, and we're, we'll talk, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's all right. When we talk about Noah, here's a, I can't wait to meet Noah. Here's a guy, you have to understand, they had never seen rain. And then God says, I want you to build a boat. What's a boat? It's the ark. Could you imagine, 100 years, all the Noah jokes going around town? How many Noahs does it take to change a light bulb? He was the laughing stock of the town, right? This guy's building what he calls it a boat, an ark. He said it's going to rain. What's rain? Well, it's when water comes down from the sky and then it's going to flood the earth. <laughs> That's the silliest thing I've ever heard by faith. That's faith. That's faith. And by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, these men and these women, mightily use of God, by faith, put their trust in God, and God did the impossible. I mean the impossible. There's no explanation for it. Getting back to the whole science thing. They write it off under the banner of, well, there's no really scientific explanation for this. That's because God did it. It's not in the realm of the natural. It's in the realm of the supernatural. They call that a miracle, by the way. By faith. By faith. One last thing. <laughs> You're like, right! <laughs> 20 more minutes. No, I'm not going to go that long. But I do want to say this. One last thing. Very important. Please don't miss it. Don't let the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy rob you of your faith. Let me say the same thing in a different way. The enemy hates it because he knows what faith does. He knows what faith is. He knows what faith has. He knows that faith pleases God, and that when you have faith, God's like, all right. He doesn't want that for you. So what's he going to do? He's going to try to take that faith away, because he doesn't want you to have it. He's a thief. He comes to steal your faith. He's not going to steal your car. He has no use for a car. But he wants to steal your faith, because he knows what faith can do. Don't let him do that. Don't let him get away with that. Let me just take it a step further. Here's what that looks like and sounds like and even smells like, the stench of it. I can still smell it right now in my own life. Let's talk about this property. I mean, please, and I know I share this often, maybe not often enough, but never see me as this great man of faith, you know. 
I just believe God for 3.1 acres at 47525 Camp Highway and a building. And no, it wasn't like that at all. In fact, just ask my wife. Actually, don't ask my wife. But it was more like this. I'm in the fetal position. God! God! I mean, mustard seed size? If only I could have that much! It was more like, God, I know you can. It's not can you. It's will you. And it's not my will, but your will be done. God, if you get this property for us, there's no way that anybody could ever say, well, of course. In fact, it's going to be the opposite. If you get this property for us, and we buy this property and renovate that building, people are going to go, huh? What? You? Yeah. No, not really. Actually, it was God. How? By faith. By faith. By faith. (laughs) I mean, and and by the way, it's not a a singular event. You know, it's kind of like, well, I had faith on January the 12th of 1997. Uh, Well, how how far did that get you? Did it get you to the afternoon (laughs) on that day? It's a daily fight of faith. Don't you find it interesting the Apostle Paul would say, I've fought the good fight of faith. It's a fight. It's not a dance. You have to fight, man. Daily. Every day. You know the thing about daily? It's every day. (laughs) I mean every single day. It's this fight because our flesh again chafes at this notion of faith because the flesh is over here going, sight, sight, sight. And the Spirit's going, nah, faith, faith, faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. I know I'm keenly aware that as is my privilege to stand behind this pulpit, that I speak to brothers and sisters in Christ who have tasted from this cup, and you've seen that the Lord is good, and you've seen what God has done by faith in your life. And I mean miraculous. He did it in such a way that only He could take the credit for it. And even if you tried, you would not get away with it. If you tried to take the credit for what God did by faith. Have faith. Have faith. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I I feel so inadequate when it comes to faith. That's a big word. But Lord, I trust that I did my best, and now the Holy Spirit will do the rest. And take this that we've seen here today concerning faith, And by the Holy Spirit, as only you can, bless it to our hearts, the application of it to our lives. We want this to be real in our lives, not just something we talk about or preach about or hear about. Lord, we want this in our lives. We want a Hebrews chapter 11 in our lives. So it could be said of us, by faith, by faith. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from the book of Hebrews with Pastor J.D., don't discount the things you're hearing. God may be speaking to you individually today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own, too, to further understand what you've heard on today's broadcast. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly. This only helps you to grow in your relationship with God and others. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of ours. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to understanding the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Hebrews together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There are links to our Twitter and Instagram pages on our website calvarychapelkaneohe.com That's all we have time for today but thanks for listening to this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Oh,